Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Hi, this is Kelly. And this is Katie. And can I just start off by saying thank you, Kelly, for constantly being on here as a guest co-host. It's just been amazing. Oh, no, it's seriously, it's my pleasure. And, you know, as I am currently unemployed, <laughs> I have plenty of time. Well, and I'm Cheeto enjoys it, too. <laughs> oh, yes. How can I forget Cheeto? Hi, Cheeto. <laughs> Hi. Meow, meow. Oh, meow? yes, I heard him. <laughs> <laughs> meow. <laughs> um, and I also want to thank all of our patrons who have been so gracious and sweet and supportive. Um, you guys really keep the podcast running and Kelly and I have been making some really fun content over on Patreon too. So thank you guys so much. And if you want more content, just go over to patreon.com slash not so Molly Mormon. There's some goodies over there. Kelly takes us on some deep dives and <laughs> we get a little wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for today's lesson as we're now calling them. Uh, I found something from a New Era magazine. Which, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> if you guys don't know, the New Era was the magazine for like teenagers, for the youth, as they call it. I, I don't know if they have it anymore. No. Um, I think they've like combined it into something else. But this was from the April 2010 New Era and I found this on the church's website, so I didn't find it in some obscure place just in, for any of the haters that will be like, ah, you just went digging around for something that looked made the church look bad. It's like, no, this was just on their website. So, okay. Yeah. Can you, and, let's pause for a second because I have no idea what's coming and I am so excited, especially with all this buildup. Like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> so glad you're excited well it is called it's it was the this little section in the magazine that was titled dating faqs frequently asked questions oh, about dating <laughs> and there's all of these there's all of these questions regarding dating and we've talked about about dating you know dating appropriately as they called it or whatever um on this show but I thought it would be interesting to go through and see what the magazine, the church magazine actually said in response to these questions. And we can hash it out from, you know, our dating experiences, which <laughs> Kelly has talked about on Patreon. And um, I'll just say one of one of the episodes is called is titled Tits Out for the Missionaries. So <laughs> a little teaser if you want to go listen. <laughs> Such a fun. Oh wow, that was. Oh, that was. That was oh, well tried. Um, <laughs> okay, so the first question is, what is considered dating? How is it defined? And this is what they say: Dating is when two people of the opposite sex, of course, mm -hmm. arrange to pair up with each other and participate in an activity. Some teens use the word dating to describe a couple that has decided to be exclusive, but this is not the kind of dating you should be doing in your teens. Oh, God. <laughs> I love how just right out of the gate, it's the, the heteronormative, like, binary, you yeah. have to be, um, you know, a boy and a girl, 
and there's no other definition of dating. And also, you can't be exclusive. Like, <laughs> uh, when- I, I knew people who would like they would go out on a date with somebody and then they had like they were boyfriend girlfriend, but then they had to go out with somebody else before. Yes. They could go out with their their significant other again. Oh, I did too. Yeah. And like that's how like partially how I got around it, like I said in, in the Patreon episode, is like I would date these quote date these boys. We would go out. We were going out. We <laughs> yeah. Would, like, not leave the house or my front porch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh yeah, that's how I, I convinced my parents that I wasn't dating. Oh, oh yeah. I I'm in the same boat. Like I would you know, yeah, like go out with someone or whatever. And then it's like, oh, every other dance or date or something, I'd go with a different boy so that it didn't look like I was being exclusive, even though I liked one of the boys. I didn't like the other ones, but I was just like, you you had to like break it up because it was frowned upon to be exclusive with someone. That's so <laughs> fucked up. I know, right? I know. Yeah. And especially when you're a teenager, you're hormones are so high and you're like you feel like it's like your biggest love and you're just like oh, I want to be with them all the time but then you're like but I can't I have to like go out with someone else and then it like hurts their feelings it's all this drama oh my gosh yeah I bet <laughs> all right now the next question is why do we wait to date until we're 16 I'd love to know <laughs> okay there's the, here's the answer Modern prophets have counseled us to follow this standard because they know that it will protect us and help us to be happy. Turning- okay, pause. Okay, pause. Yes. Okay. I'm, I love that they said, quote, modern prophets, because do we remember Joseph Smith <laughs> didn't just date, but married? Holy children? shit. I didn't even piece that together. Yeah. He married children he married 14 year olds and they're telling you know the, the youth now that they have to wait till they're 16 to even go on casual dates okay mm-hmm. mm, yep great point uh okay turning 16 isn't necessarily a magical event that makes you suddenly ready to date <laughs> okay but that is like it's so annoying because growing up Mormon, it really was the magical thing. <laughs> like, like I remember uh, girls who wanted to go to like maybe homecoming, say, or prom, and their birthday was the day after prom, and so they couldn't go. They didn't shut go. up. No way. Yeah, it was like this thing. Like, oh, I'm technically not 16 yet, and then. In my head, I was, even as a little Mormon, I was like, well, that's stupid. Like, it's just a day. You're basically 16. But they were too righteous. And, oh, uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's it's a, They say in here, it's not necessarily a magical event. But, like, I don't know. Then there's the judgment if you if you do date. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the counsel against dating before you're 16 is based on principles of physical, emotional, and spiritual safety. <laughs> so, what, <laughs> so when you're when you turn 16, you suddenly like what does that even mean? Spiritual safety, like oh, 
do have more control, you won't have sex. I don't I don't know if a 16-year-old has more control than a 15-year-old. Yeah, I, I, like I'm thinking about my own kids and now my, my 15, almost 16-year-old like is still, like he's still kind of dumb, you know? Like, <laughs> I mean, like they're, they're immature, they still stink. And it's like, well, what? <laughs> There's not that big of a difference besides they can maybe drive. But, well, right. That's okay. Okay. That's the difference. Yeah. But they're is, not, they don't mention that practical aspect. They're just like, it's better for your safety. You're safer if you wait. Like what? You're actually not. Because if they can drive, like, yeah, you if you, car, you can go wherever the fuck you want to go and make out with whoever the fuck <laughs> you want to make out with. Yeah. Okay. And if, if you're 15 and you have to get a ride from your parents, I say that's safer in terms of not having sex, if that's what they're defining it as. I don't know. Well, and, you know, that's like the only thing that they're concerned about. And obviously it's like right. once you're 16, the boys are already thinking about going on their missions. And so they're, you know, supposedly trying to remain pure. Ugh, and the girls have clean. already been brainwashed to believe that they're the only thing that keeps men, you know, pure. Right. Um, right. It's, so. their, it's their responsibility. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Don't get stuck in the racetrack mentality of, Ready, set, date. <laughs> oh, wow. It isn't about dating as fast and furiously as you can the moment you turn 16. <laughs> I just love the <laughs> fast and furious reference there. I don't know if they did that on purpose. <laughs> Vin Diesel up in there dating everyone. Um, the age of 16 simply means that you can now begin dating when you feel ready, starting with group dates. Do you remember that? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I was so lucky, like growing up in, you know, rural Texas, like my parents were so much more relaxed about stuff like that. That's awesome. Um, because, yeah. there, well, there was nowhere to go. Well, right. And no, not many other Mormons either. And especially in your town, you'd have to drive like an hour to find one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, you, yeah, luckily, because like, yeah, I remember it was like, when you first start dating, it has to be in a group. So then when you get asked on a date, it's like, okay, well now I need to wrangle all my friends and like <laughs> make this whole thing. You know, I have to find them dates and we have to all go together. It's like so awkward. I don't know. Um, well, and you remember I talked about the, the kids that, that worked at the Cinemark in Provo, Utah and what they would do on their group dates. Oh, that's another Patreon nugget. That was <laughs> wild. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> loopholes <laughs> so then they have some examples from like this for example this quote from for the strength of youth which uh, this is the old version because now apparently they've changed it uh which is a whole other thing but this was from the for strength of youth uh it says do not date until you are at least 16 years old dating before then can lead you to immorality there it is limit the yep. number of other young people you meet and deprive you of experiences that will help you choose an eternal partner barf Okay. Uh, Again, the obsession with, you know, your eternal partner, like already, you know, you're, you're thinking already. when you're dating, uh, that person is a potential spouse. Yep. Yeah. You're not just having fun, making friends, meeting people. It's like, could you marry them? It's and like, that was what I always thought every single time I went on a date with anybody was, oh yeah, is this somebody that I could marry? Yeah. And that's too much for a 16 year olds be thinking about 
it's too much for a 21 year old to be thinking about. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. You need to live a little. Mm-hmm. Uh, then from president. Oh, I hate how they, Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Tito agrees. <laughs> Tito totally agrees. <laughs> this is from Gordon B. Hinckley. Gordo. Uh, the but Lord. Hinckley. <laughs> Gordo, <laughs> but head Hinckley. The Lord has made us attractive one to another, to one another for a great purpose, but this very attraction becomes as a powder keg, unless it is kept under control. It is beautiful when handled in the right way. It is deadly if it gets out of hand. Deadly. Deadly. Wow. Like, like so many of us have like fuck, had to work through fucked up shit about sex because it's like, oh, it's beautiful if you do it our way, but it's deadly if you do it outside of the Mormon way. Like, okay. whoa. Okay, hold on a second, because, you know, when I I got married when I was 19 because, you know, I wanted to have sex. Yeah. And like I hadn't done anything before that point. And all of a sudden it's okay. That's a that is like the biggest mind fuck. Yeah. And so like I had I had the weirdest relationship with sex for years. I still do, to be honest, Um, because I was always told that it was bad. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's okay. Yeah, I know. I, I'm the same way. And it's like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've worked through a lot of it, but there's still residual stuff. That's like, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard when you were constantly told it was bad and then suddenly something flips and you're like, okay, go have fun. Do whatever you want. It's like, uh <laughs> yeah and you're clueless about sex and so it's like you oh yeah no idea what to do yeah because heaven forbid you watch like porn <laughs> I know you just get you just know what you know from like movie like pg-13 sex scenes in movies <laughs> like nothing you're like oh I don't know am I supposed to sigh I don't know. <laughs> oh god okay the next the next question is how do you politely tell someone you don't date yet, but you can still be friends? This one is like kind of funny to me because it's like if you don't want to date yet, just tell them you don't date yet. But they make it. I don't know. So, like yeah. And this is the answer. If you're not 16 yet and someone asks you on a date or to hang out with them in a situation, obviously very much like dating. Simply thank them for the invitation, but tell them that it's a rule in your family not to date until you're 16. If they ask why, tell them that it's something the church teaches. Do not apologize for the church standard, but let the person know what the standard is. Wow. Okay, so let let me backtrack just a second. It says in that question, if somebody asks you that you don't want to date, is that what it, it said? It says if they just ask you before you're 16. It, oh. it doesn't even mention if, like, you would like to. It just says you don't date before you're 16. So this is gotcha. kind of, like, let them down. Uh, yeah, the church is, like, use us as a scapegoat. Totally fine. Just, you know, keep morally clean. Yeah. But don't apologize for the church yeah. standard. Like, stick up for us and be proud of this weird arbitrary rule. <laughs> well, about- I mean... Didn't Dallin homophobe Oaks say that the church never apologizes? Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. there you go. Fuck that guy. All the yeah. Fuck all the way off. Um. Okay. Next question is: 
is it a type of sin not to want to date at all right now? What if I don't date until a little while into college? Is this really a frequently asked question? <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm so happy you asked that because I'm like, hmm, I I feel like this would apply to very few teens. Right. I'm sure. And if they don't want to date, I doubt they're like, oh, I should be dating. I should like who? Who cares? I know. If they don't want to date, it's like, don't date. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, uh, but again, it's like this whole thing of like, you're supposed to be um, kind of setting yourself up to find your future spouse. So, right. uh, so here's their answer. That may depend on how long a little while ends up being. No, they did not just say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it gets worse. Oh, God. Uh, right now, relax. Ease into dating, starting with group dates as you feel comfortable. When you're in your 20s, you should be looking to date with an eye toward marriage. So don't let a little while turn into several years. <gasps> My yeah. mouth is literally hanging open. Yeah. Holy shit. What? If, yeah. I mean, like, they're, oh, my God. There I know people who just like never like aren't romantically inclined whatsoever. And exactly. that's okay. Exactly. It's perfectly fine to just be okay with being by yourself or 100%. want to wait until you're in your thirties or forties or just, I don't know. It's like everyone does it differently. <laughs> they are literally like shaming them into being like, Oh, don't wait too long. Cause because then, then you're, you're going to miss out on getting married. What? Well, and then nobody will want to marry you because you're an old spinster, uh-huh. which is why I got married at fucking 19 years old. Well, yeah, because if you're a, especially if you're a woman and you're mm-hmm. 21 or 22 and you're not married, it's like, what's wrong with you? OK, hold on. I've got a total sidewalk cupcake here. Oh, yes. So have you seen the show uh, Provo's? most eligible bachelor or something i've seen it shared we've had people send it to us but i have not actually watched it oh i watched it <laughs> oh god how cringy is it well i watched it with um sam and tanner the uh zelf on a shelf they did like a reaction oh. to it oh yeah I was, so i was totally obsessed and there was <laughs> this girl on there that was like 22 or 23 and she was like a pariah because she was so old. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. 22. She had like graduated from college and I think she had a career so maybe she was a little bit older cuz she was working as a nurse. And I mean she was super cute, great personality, but she she felt like she was worthless because she was older and she wasn't married. Oh man. I Oh, that, yeah, that whole thing is infuriating to me because you look back, you're like 25, like, that's so young, like, I don't, I already had two kids. Wow. Wait, <laughs> just kidding. No, I had one at that time. It doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter, but yeah, it's just bizarre to me, this, this obsession with like, hurry, hurry, get married. Well, you uh, know Why? Why? Because once you get that woman, you get her married, right? She and like, like we've said before, and we've we've made it very clear that the church is so good for uh, cisgender white males. Yeah. 
Um, and, you know, because th- they have all the power. So it, it's not a concern that they're going to really lead the church, but it's the women. Right. Um, and so you get them when they're young. You get them, you know, super naive. They they you start having babies and then they're fucking stuck. And so stuck. they have yeah. to stay in the church because it's terrifying to leave something when you don't have a, a you don't have a career. Like I had nothing when I left my ex-husband. I didn't yeah. have a career. I had been a stay-at-home mom for 10 fucking years. And like it's so scary and that's yeah. people are stuck in these marriages because there's so, that's what you're supposed to do is get right. married. Right. And and yeah, it's so so taboo to even think about divorce. So Oh yeah. Even that is like but even if you don't get divorced, it's like if you if you think you want to leave the church or you're having doubts, it's like, well, but I can't like because my husband believes yeah. we went to the temple together. I have these kids like I don't want to be separated from them eternally or whatever. And yep. it just makes everything so much harder. Plus, then you think about all that you've invested, like all the money you've given the, yes. church, all the time. You're like, was that all for nothing? Like, yeah. yes. Fun fact. Yes. Fun fact, it was all for nothing. Yeah, but you know, you're 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 so right. Get them young because that's when you can you can ensnare them and and they're stuck. That's bad. It's tragic. Um, okay, that's a cult. That is a cult. Yep, that is that is how cults function. Is they yeah. they trap you. Yeah. Yep. Um. So here's a quote from fuckface himself, Dallin homophobe Oaks. <laughs> About the whole, like, what if I don't want to date until college? This is what he says about it. For many years, the church has counseled young people not to date before age 16. Perhaps some young adults, especially men, have carried that wise counsel to excess and determined not to date before they were 26 or maybe even 36. Men, if you have returned from your mission and you are still following the boy-girl patterns you were counseled to follow when you were 15, it is time for you to grow up. Gather your courage and look for someone to pair off with. No. <laughs> yeah, like, whoa. Wow. <laughs> when they get back from their missions, they're 20 years old, everyone. Yeah, like, this funny story. I um went on a, a date with this, like, he had just come home from his mission. And like, I was, I was at the time, I think I was 17 at college. And um, he we were sitting in the back of a car, we were on a group date, everybody. Group date. <laughs> and um, like, he started holding my hand. And I was like, Okay, whatever. But then he started like playing around with my ring finger. Oh, and no. I was like, this oh, motherfucker, no. I'm sorry, this person, you know, was like already <laughs> thinking about marrying me and we had known each other for one hour. Oh, I get the heebie-jeebies. Oh, I did too. Oh. I was like, oh no, 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 no. Oh, oh, and you're so young and you just met. Oh, because yeah, it's like, well, and they're so freaking horny. And they're, oh my gosh. They associate, like, if I marry her, I can stick my wiener in her you know so like they just associate the two and it's really gross (laughs) it's like they confuse like feelings of attraction with the holy spirit telling them that that person is the one they should be with forever Uh, uh and then if they're really dick bags they use that to coerce the the woman or the girl being like i felt the spirit tell me that we should get married gross okay 
Next question. When is it okay to call someone your boyfriend or girlfriend? Here's the um, answer. <laughs> I feel like this is so weird. It's like, I don't know if you both decide you're in a relationship, then you do that. <laughs> right. Um, the answer to this question depends on what these terms mean to you and others. Many people would take them to mean you're exclusively dating one another, which is contrary to the church council on dating in the teen years. So you should probably reserve the boyfriend or girlfriend designation for relationships leading to engagement. Oh, my God. <laughs> for now, just call them friends. <laughs> okay, now. <laughs> I mean, like, that is so serious. It's like, just be casual, 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 then oh, lead to Ammo. engagement. <laughs> Fast and furious. And furious, yet again. You know, I remember very clearly, I think I was... 19 and I was dating this boy and I brought him to like a family get together and my parents introduced him to everyone as my friend and I remember feeling like kind of I don't know I don't know I wasn't mad at them but I was just like kind of resentful like he's not just my friend (laughs) funny um okay why is it so bad to steady date before guys go on missions? Because <laughs> you're going to make them have sex. Yeah. It's all your fault. You or whore. It's, it's always the girl's fault. Or, like, maybe he falls in love with the girl and doesn't want to go on the mission, and then the church loses the free work, the free labor. <laughs> right, right. But this I is mean- their because we're thinking of it solely from a female perspective. Like, I wonder how men feel about all of this because they've been told that they're supposed to get married. Well, yeah. And so it's like, you know, they, yeah, they you have to get then, married. What? Mm-hmm. Right. You're supposed to get married, but also you're supposed to wait till after your mission. So it's like be detached the whole time up until you go on your mission. And then right when you get back, you need to be so freaking serious really quick. And find a girl to marry. Like, that's got it. That's intense pressure on the yeah. men. Yeah. Well, well, and also, I remember at BYU, I did not want to date people who were pre-mish, pre-missionaries, because <laughs> I was like, what's the point? They're, yeah. they're, you know, by the time they get back from their mission, I'll be married with a kid. Yep. That's exactly it. Oh, my God. This is all so messed up on so many levels for everyone mm-hmm. involved. All the people. All the people. Um, This is their answer, though. Before his mission, a young man should not be looking for a serious relationship. It may distract him from the call to full-time service he will receive from a prophet of God. Like, you know what? I just, I can't get over this. Because I, I was that person. I was that Mormon who truly thought that, like, Gordo Butthole Hinckley was up there in the temple praying for each individual missionary and, like, receiving revelation. I truly thought that shit. I did, too, 100%. Oh, my God. Uh, Like, there's a special room that he's in, I'm sure, in the temple, and maybe he even sees Heavenly Father, and Heavenly Father will tell him exactly where these missionaries should go. And later you learn it's just all, like, statistics and uh, logistics logistics it's it's nothing inspired but no (laughs) they're like 
they like basically just throw a dart and whatever it is. Yeah, like, like well, where do we need the one? World, they're like, all right, Kenya. Okay, cool. Yeah. Or you know, my brother, Nebraska. Nebraska. Woo. <laughs> Woohoo! Boise, Idaho. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh. Um, and then it continues. It just doesn't make sense to add the complication of a steady girlfriend when a young man is trying to prepare for a mission, and especially when he's on his mission. Oh. So, yeah, let's just like it tells them not to have a girlfriend, but lots of them do anyway. And right, exactly. And that's OK, because they're not, you know, obviously they're not having the sex because yeah. he's on his mission and yeah. she's not having the sex because she's waiting for him. And, you know, that's good. That's and, fine. Yeah. Until she marries someone else and breaks his heart. <laughs> right. And then dear dons him and then it's a whole thing. And... Yeah. <laughs> um, OK, so. There's these two questions that kind of go together. The first one is, how should a guy treat a girl on a date? And then the second one is, what are proper manners for a girl on a date? Ooh, and I can't I, wait. So this is for how a guy should treat a girl. It says, young men should use good manners even if the activity is casual. Go to the door to pick the girl up and say hello to her parents and pay her compliments. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> it's like, hey, parents. Ooh, you're looking, you're looking fly, girl. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, of course, it's just pay her compliments about her looks. Yeah. Pay her compliments. Mm-hmm. She looks pretty. Now, here's the proper manners for a girl on the date. <clears throat> a girl has the same obligation to show good manners as a boy. She should appreciate the effort he goes to and thank him. She should she should talk to him and help him have a nice time. She should, <laughs> she should never be texting others during a date. She should never ditch him to go do something with others during the date. She should make every effort to be pleasant and talkative. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Like, I don't even know. I don't even fucking know what to say because that is just such bullshit. The, yeah. it, it, the, the onus, the, the responsibility is on the woman to make sure the guy has a good time. Fuck that. Right. Yeah, Help him have a nice time. Right. That, that part where I was like, oh, and especially how they like kind of went together. It was like the boy is supposed to just say hi to the parents and give her compliments. And then she's supposed to make sure that he has a good time. This is so sexist and also it's like verging on almost like rape culture where it's like well, make sure yeah. he has a good time control everything be pleasant be talkative don't text anyone else while you're on date like what why is that not for him as well i know why like, literally just does to show up keep his dick in his pants and tell her she's <laughs> cute Meanwhile, the girl has to, like, twist herself up in knots just to make sure that this priesthood holder feels like he's, you know, make sure he's having a good time because, you know, he's righteous. And, um, you know, it's it's the responsibility of the girl to, you know, find the right guy and, and be that perfect person. God damn it. Yeah, I know. And I I remember feeling this way, like being on dates where. I wasn't having the best time. I was uncomfortable or I just didn't really like the guy. He wasn't fun. And but you feel like you have to make it fun. You feel like you have to, I don't know, cater to him. Uh, well, and 
also, I mean, you kind of feel like obligated when, when a guy, you know, has the balls enough to ask you out on a date, you're like, oh my gosh, I, I have to go out with him. You know, mm-hmm. like you, you feel like pressured. Oh, for sure. But there's, there's definitely that pressure. I mean, I remember there was a flyer that like went around a while ago about a dance, like a church oh. dance. And it was like, if a boy asks you to dance, you you need to say yes because he had the courage to ask you, so you can't say no. It's right. Like, Whoa, you're teaching them that young that they can't say no to men. Funny story. Um, gosh, I'm so sorry, y'all. I talk about my days at BYU all the time because I was, love it. Never apologize. <laughs> it was fucking traumatic, but um, I had just started. You know, I was my freshman year. I was I was 17. I'll remind you. And this guy, he was an RA at, um, in like the area that Helaman Halls, because that's where I lived, was in Helaman Halls. Oh, Helaman Halls. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so he was a, he was obviously, he had been on his mission. He was a little older and he decided that he wanted to date me. Like literally, he was just like, she's cute. I feel so totally attracted to her. She's going to be my future wife, right? Ew. So he, Yes. So he asked me out on a date and I was like, I was not, I did not want to go with him. Like I felt super uncomfortable. Like all the, the red flags were just waving and I was just like, okay. So, uh, leading up to the date, I just, I was like really kind of, I was, I was annoyed because I didn't want to go, but I felt like I had to go because I didn't want to hurt his feelings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) I ended up like totally bailing on him last minute because I was like, you know what? I have to prepare for my talk in church tomorrow. (laughs) And he was livid. Oh, oh Oh, yes. Yes. Like he, he was, I, 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 I remember like how he treated me and how he talked to me and he was like, I had this all planned and you know, we were going to go out tomorrow and you tell me this last minute, which I mean, yes, that was kind of a dick move of mine, but like, well, but also right. you're, yeah, you're under no obligation to go with him. And even if you did, you're under no obligation to stay like you, that's what consent is. And that is like a huge red flag yes. that he would get that angry. <clears throat> that's just, yeah. Like whoever, <clears throat> sorry, my, my throat, whoever he ended up with, it's like, oh, but if he even ended up with anyone, cause he was, yeah, but and, you know, you're taught that when a guy asks you out, like you go. And so when I got asked, you know, by my ex, like, you know, <laughs> if I would marry him, I was like, well, he's asking. I have to say uh, yes. Oh, he God knows that, you know, he got the confirmation that we're supposed to be together. So, OK. Oh, uh, and he's the priesthood holder. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, my God. I just I hate it. I hate it. Next question is, when is it okay to hold hands? How serious is holding hands? Yes, friends. Apparently, this is a frequently asked question. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Holding hands in and of itself. Oh, but according to the guy who took you on that date, you can do it within the hour. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then start playing with her ring finger like you're trying to find her size. Um, Okay. Holding hands in and of itself is pretty innocent. Usually the meaning of holding hands changes with the situation and how two people feel about each other. For instance, if they are friends and are trying to keep track of each other in a crowd, it is simply a common courtesy and isn't usually serious. However, 
If two people hold hands all the time, it's like announcing that they're a couple or dating exclusively, which is not what teens should be doing. (laughs) So this reminds me of like that teaching, um, you know, once you hold hands, you can't go back to not holding hands. And once you start holding hands too much, you start kissing. And once you start kissing, you can't go back to just holding hands. Oh my God. And then once you start kissing too much and you get like ready to move on, you can't go back to just kissing. You You know what? I think so. And I I, I didn't remember that till you just said it, but that sounds familiar. And it's like this, the whole like slippery slope thing. It's like you, (laughs) uh, I'm just holding their hand. I'm not going to like give him a BJ. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's very, I don't know. And it puts like fear in these kids. Like, oh, I'm scared to even do something as innocent as hold hands because what if it leads to a sin? Well, and also they put so much weight in something as simple as handholding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it's not that big of a fucking deal. No, it's not. Uh, that reminds me, this memory just popped into my head. I would, I had like my, one of my best friends in high school, she and I would occasionally like at school, walking down the hall, we'd just, like, playfully hold hands. And it was just, like, nothing. But then, <clears throat> then, like, the these Mormon dudes saw us. Well, everyone was Mormon around me. And they, like, started this rumor that we were lesbian. And this, it, it was this whole thing that went around. And we, so we just stopped doing that. And it was, like, what? And also, just the fact that that was even considered something that was negative to be called is also telling of, like, that culture and the teachings. It's, like, I don't, that shouldn't oh, be yeah. offensive at all, you know? Like, it's, like, who, who gives a shit? But back then, it was, like, oh, they're starting this rumor about us because we held hands. It's, like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> you know, and, like, I have issues with that, that hand-holding thing. It feels so... um it, it does. Like I, I'll see people holding hands, uh, you know, like a mother and a daughter, like, uh-huh. but they're older, they're older. Yeah. And I'm like, Ooh, that's weird. They're holding hands. Like, no, it's, <laughs> it's a sign of affection. It's just, right. you know, it, it's not a sign that you're going to jump their bones. Like, no. It, yeah. It's but... so simple. It's so tiny. And yet it's, I have this whole like stigma around it where it's like this sexual thing. How weird. And it's because the church taught us that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's very unfortunate because it could just be this really innocent, sweet um, sign of affection with anyone. It doesn't yeah. need to be sexual. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Next question. At what point is it appropriate to kiss? Ooh. Oh, the big questions. And then this is their answer. Uh, it, oh, is wi- it is wise to save your kisses. <clears throat> yep. Uh, <laughs> I just am already mad. Uh, a person once told of making the mistake of trying to kiss a girl on their first date. He realized he did not think kisses were special, but she did. That experience changed his mind. He then said, there are good reasons why you should be discriminating and self-controlled in your giving of affection. Once a couple begins to share affection in a, in a physical way, this activity tends to become the focus of interest. <laughs> okay, so they're they're not really wrong here. Um, <laughs> reference me and Kurt Savante Fogelberg the third sitting on my front porch. <laughs> oh, so good. Out. <laughs> so good. Front porch makeouts. But like 
here's the thing. You don't run out of kisses. No, you don't. It's, it's the same thing that the, the fucked up, like, purity culture shit where it's like, oh, you, you had sex, you're ruined. Or yeah. every time you have sex, you know, you're, you're less valuable. It's like you don't run out of kisses. So I don't get better at it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you get more practice. Uh, like <laughs> I knew people who didn't get didn't kiss their spouse until they were at the temple getting married. Oh my god. And like like kissing is how a lot of times that's how you kind of tell like how you really truly feel about a person. 100%. Yeah. I um one of my good friends, her sister waited to even kiss until they got married in the temple and it was oh my god I feel so bad for her it it just turned into this really awful abusive toxic relationship where like he would like like yeah like sexually abuse her (gasps) and luckily she got out and she spoke about it which really like great for her and they're still LDS but like she left him she found someone else it's wonderful but like I think that's just really, it's really scary to not even know that energy. You, you know, yeah. you haven't even kissed. So you, she didn't even have a chance to even get like an inkling of a red flag when it came to like affection or being physical with him. That's and terrifying. It, yeah. That's actually like playing Russian roulette, you know? Yes. What I mean? like, yes. It was very scary. I'm so glad she got out, but what a story. And I'm glad that she's speaking about it too. I know. Yeah. I mean, you have to find out if you're sexually compatible, period. Right. Um, and if you're waiting until marriage to have sex, that's fine. That's your decision. But right. like at least kiss the guy to see if you're like remotely attracted to him. Right. I know. You you have to see what that chemistry is like or see if maybe he's a little too aggressive with right. it. And then you're like, okay, wait, let's like rethink this or something. Like there's so many things that you could pick up on just from a kiss. Yeah. it's like ugh, and if the, the kissing way. is horrible you're stuck with that for eternity Ew. <laughs> Ew. oh god i just got the willies thinking about like bad kissers that i've kissed oh god yeah <laughs> I, there's one that's specifically in my mind where i was just like this is Same. the most horrible experience of my life. get me out of here what are, what is this boy doing <laughs> um <clears throat> so here's a quote from yet again Gordo Butthole Hinckley uh, about kissing, I guess. So, of course, you are to socialize, to date, to have fun of a wholesome kind in a hundred ways. But there is a line which you must not cross. It is the line that separates personal cleanliness from sin. I need not get clinical in telling you where that line is. You know, you have been told again and again, you have a conscience within you. Stay on the Lord's side of the line. Oh, my. So much fear mongering in these quotes. I mean, and that just like, again, like I said, it sets people up to like have total fucked up issues with sex. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, don't don't cross that line. Like, stay on the Lord's side. But then all of a sudden when you get married, there's no line. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, it really the line disappears up. and it's just okay. It's wonderful. You should celebrate it. Have sex. It's great. Oh, and I, like, mm, mm. yeah, yeah. Going through this, it's like, oh, no wonder a lot of us had to like process and are still processing like yeah. sexual shame and stuff. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so this is a bit of a longer one, but uh, the question is, how can guys encourage girls to dress modestly? No, they did not. <laughs> they sure as shit did. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, because this That's... is all a part of dating, right? It's like, it's why is this in the dating category even? And, like, anyway. Oh, my God. Okay, here's... <clears throat> guys... Let girls know you notice and appreciate it when they dress modestly. Compliment them on their modest clothes and then show that you mean it. Well, how do you show it if you can't fucking make out with them? Or like, <laughs> I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm so, this, this is so fucked up. It's, it's really fucked up. The whole modest is hottest shit. I just like, don't talk about what a girl's wearing at all. Unless it's to say like, oh, I like your shirt or. But not in a skeevy way, you know, like you like what they're wearing. It's like, just don't be weird about it. I don't. Don't shame a girl. No. Period. Ever. Yeah. About anything. Like, uh, uh, so here. Yeah, keeps going. Here's a quote from James E. Faust. He says, when strong young priesthood holders see a girl immodestly dressed, most will not want to date her because her standards are not consistent with their eternal perspective. Immodesty in women cheapens their image. Oh! It it causes embarrassment and loss of respect. It is not likely to win the hand of a worthy, honorable young man who desires to marry a righteous young woman in the temple. Fuck you, James. Holy shit! Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know what to say about that because yes. it's like, you know, oh my God, the, the slut shaming. Uh, like, it's, it's horrible. It, the words like cheapen, embarrassment, yes. loss of respect, like not. And it's worth. all because you wore a fucking tank top. Right. Like, okay. A woman is worthy and wonderful no matter what she's wearing. Even if she's naked, I say even more worthy, but like, <laughs> yeah, like I don't. This is so, so shameful and misogynistic. I, and I want to remind all of you, this is on the church's website right now. Mm. Like, it's currently on there. So it's like they can say all they want that they're progressive, but this is what they're teaching. Just reminds me of when I went to Salt Lake City. Um, I think it was last year, 2021, and I, I searched high and low to find a fucking BYU shirt and oh, then, yeah. <laughs> I took my scissors and I cut it like as short as I could and, you know, cut the sleeves out of it yes. and wore that shirt with pride. Like, uh, here's my looked, belly. Here are my shoulders. It get mad about it. So hot. I loved it. And that makes me think we should I should get one and do yes, that. You should and wear it around because it's it's also like kind of cool because that's my hometown so I could be like representing I guess I don't know whatever I don't give a shit about BYU sports but um (laughs) but yeah like the irony of uh of wearing that and making it immodest I love it I think it's genius yeah I I was pretty proud of myself yeah you should be uh we have another quote about this they go on and on about this yeah this is a long one uh this is from Richard G. Scott um He says, young men, let young women know that you will not seek an eternal companion from those that are overcome by worldly trends. 
Many dress and act immodestly because they are told that it is what you want. In sensitive ways, communicate how distasteful revealing attire is to you as a young, as a worthy young man, and how it stimulates unwanted emotions from what you see against your will. Whoa! Wow. I just smacked my head. It stimulates unwanted emotions from what you see against your will. Again, blaming the women, like, oh, I see a woman in a mini skirt, therefore I get horny, therefore that's an emotion I don't want. Blame her. Like, <laughs> that is uh, so fucked up. Yeah, it really is. And I, I just want to, <laughs> I feel like young men, they're going to get turned on no matter what a like, woman is yeah, wearing. Yeah, you could be like, wearing a fucking, like, habit, like a nun outfit. Yeah, and like, be like, Ooh, like her nose. Uh, super hot <laughs> she has boobs under there i'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure there are boobs somewhere yeah so uh, that's just stupid but he goes on don't you worry oh dear god <laughs> those young women who do embrace conservative dress standards and exhibit the attributes of a devoted latter-day saint are often criticized for not being with it encourage them by expressing gratitude for their worthy example Thank them for doing what is pleasing to the Lord and in time will bless their own husband and children. Like, okay. Okay. Do people really do this? I like, guess I'm sure. Is this an sure. thing? I, well, I, I, I'm sure there are dudes that are like, oh, I like, thank you for dressing modestly. I don't know. I, it's so dumb. And it's, I mean, it's like this whole thing of like, thank them for doing what is pleasing to the Lord. Why does Celestial Jesus give a shit about what a 16-year-old girl is wearing? Like, yeah. there are more important things to worry about. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, many young women have returned to righteousness because of the <laughs> example and understanding support of a worthy priesthood bearer. Perhaps a group of you could frankly discuss your concern in an appropriate setting, such as Sunday school or seminary class. They're like, they're like basically telling them to stage a modesty intervention. Oh <laughs> like just bring it up in seminary and just shame her. Like talk wow. about how it makes you feel so great when she, they only wear turtlenecks and like, I kind of want to cry because like, this is so sad for all of those women that are and girls that are still in the church that are being taught this. This uh, I know. Shame. I know. It's really, really sad. Uh, his last line here is Jesus Christ. I know. I, I know. I told you the long one. <laughs> um, will you begin a private crusade to help young women understand how precious they are to God and attractive to you as they magnify their feminine traits and divinely given attributes of womanhood? Uh, what if, okay. What if the young girl doesn't want to present as feminine? There's, something right exactly and also like this, so another this line where they, they can't win they have to be they have to magnify their feminine traits and and present as women and blah 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 be attractive to you but they can't wear anything too revealing so they can't look too, too curvy can't or anything too tight like how do yeah. you accentuate your feminine features aka boobs <laughs> boobs and hips 
Yeah, I, I mean, just, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. Far for it. I. And this is really pissing me off. <laughs> Same. I forgot how much I hated that quote, and and the fact too that it goes on that long for that section when this is supposed to be about dating. Yeah. But, but no, we're gonna attack women. Yeah, let's and make just sure that they women. stay in their space. Mm-hmm. And just shame them and so that they just are yeah meek and compliant yeah I still have issues with clothing like I I got this tank top that like showed showed a little bit of my belly and was kind of tight and I was just like ooh you know maybe my husband won't like this and my husband was like um you can wear what you you want (laughs) yeah yeah it's like I didn't even notice also yeah your body your clothes I like it you know what yeah, that's something that happened to me as well um, with my current partner. We've been together a little over 10 years, but before him, I dated a lot of like Mormon dudes and I was so used to um, them like saying things about what I wore, like making unwanted even um, statements about what I wore, about what was quote unquote flattering or whatever. And I remember when I first started dating my now partner, I would like, I would like try on a dress or whatever and I'd go show him and I'd be like do you like this like does this one look good and he'd just be like yeah and then I'd like go try on another one and I'd be like does this one look good and he'd be like yeah like they all look good wear which one you like and I'm like oh I have I have choice in the what a novel concept <laughs> yeah and he's he's never like once ever made a negative comment about anything that I've worn or any of my body parts it's like oh that's what respect and love is like you let me wear what I want and I have control over my own body and you respect me oh cool crazy but the church is teaching you need to comment on what she wears constantly so that is so controlling it really is controlling yeah yeah um all right now here (laughs) I keep going with it this is another question why does it seem like boys date girls who dress immodestly because they're wearing something that's fucking flattering for their body and they're showing off their favorite features that they're confident about. And maybe that boy just likes that girl. And maybe, yeah, exactly. Like it doesn't (laughs) matter what somebody is wearing. It's not like they're like, let me find out the sluttiest dressing person. And I'm just going to date her because we know she's easy. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's not like that's literally uh, not even a thing no unless you're a complete douche but also that's not a thing because yeah they wouldn't date you they'd just like have sex with you yeah, yeah. it's not even a thing um so this is their answer to it uh this may be because immodestly dressed girls are sometimes more outgoing and assertive toward <laughs> boys are they now i'm i'm sorry but i i wear tank tops almost all the time and i am very shy I'm not assertive. I am super introverted. That's, that's yeah. Um, often I think, for- I think what they're trying to say is that girl is assertive, meaning she will let him put his hand on her boobie. Yeah. <laughs> you can squeeze my boobie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think by saying assertive, they're trying to say slutty. I don't know. But, I mean, I say, I say be a slut if you want to be a slut. The, 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 you do you. Yeah, the church just uh, makes it seem like it's a bad thing. But, um, okay. And often, boys are uncomfortable with what girls wear, but 
but don't know how to tell them. <sighs> Holy fuck. Just don't even. It's I'm not so, your choice, men. It's not. I'm so. You know what? I'm not going to apologize. Like, I was going to say I'm sorry. But no, I'm not. I'm not sorry, damn it. A, no. a girl can wear whatever the fuck she wants whenever the fuck she wants to. And exactly. it doesn't matter if it makes some, you know, freaking Peter Priesthood, like, get a heart on like that's not yeah, her fault. that's his problem and yeah where, where's the section it doesn't exist but the section that would be telling boys what to wear and telling girls how they should talk to men about what they wear that doesn't exist there's no because it's not a thing not a thing yet for some reason it's a thing with women um so so boys make your true feelings about modesty known and girls Enlist the help of seminary teachers or church leaders to get the message across that LDS girls expect LDS boys to favor modesty. Wow. Uh, I, I just, I, I just can't help but think of the fucking Warren Jeffs compound and the girls wearing oh. the dresses where they don't show any inch of their skin. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I, wow. But yeah, modesty culture is disgusting. It's so fucked up. It's so body shaming. Yeah. And it leads to eating disorders. Yep. It leads to, like, self-harm. It leads to all kinds of things because women are, like, you know, if they develop early, they feel mm-hmm. such shame. Yes. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, oh, you got to put those tits away because some guy might be attracted to you. Like, it's like, it's why is body. that? Yes. I, I literally can't help the body that I have. Yeah. And why is it my fault if a man looks at it and feels aroused? Like, I'm just existing. Yeah. So, fuck off. Yeah. It's so shameful and damaging. And I think, I know I, and I know Sarah too, and I think you as well, Kelly, are still recovering and like yeah. dealing with like, body issues and body dysmorphia all kinds of stuff because you're constant you can never be good enough no no matter what no matter what you wear and it's (sighs) even yeah the power is given to the men to talk about what you wear and how it affects them (sighs) all right i just have no words no words well we're on the last question so (laughs) The final, final one is, should I date someone who is not LDS? The answer is no, 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 no. (laughs) All right. Uh, Their answer that they use is possibly, but don't date anyone, LDS or not, who, because of low standards, will drag you down. Including friends who share your standards in your group dating can build wonderful friendships and may create missionary opportunities. <laughs> Flirt to convert. Yep. So, I mean, that, I think that's their nice way of saying no. Don't. I mean, unless it, unless you're planning to convert them. Exactly. Like, don't date someone who's LDS. Don't date someone who, quote unquote, has low standards. What This low standards bullshit is like. So anyone who's not Mormon has low standards. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's not true. Well, and it's that whole concept of you marry who you date. It's mm-hmm. it's not about having fun and getting new experiences and meeting new people. It's about finding an eternal companion. Ugh. The pressure on these young kids. I mean, uh, it, yeah. just, it makes me so fucking angry. 
Yeah. And I feel like this teaching, um, I mean, I'm sure you can relate because you grew up somewhere where there weren't many LDS members. And it's like, so what are you supposed to do? And and it can potentially prevent you from even just having like a fun experience, a fun, you know, a fun relationship or and then making friends with people because you're so focused on, well, if I date them, I'm going to marry them so I can't keep dating them or I can't even start to date them. And it robs you of these opportunities to build relationships with people. Well, and I'm thinking here, like looking back to my my years of dating non-members as a, you know, as a kid, like I never had any of those guys make any comments about my clothing or how, you know, it, it was never an issue until I went to BYU. Oh, wow. That is very telling that. I mean, that says it all right there. And I feel like we're told, we were told growing up, um, at least I was, and I think it's kind of taught, like it's, I don't know, it's in the culture maybe too, that it's believed that, oh, Mormon guys have such high standards and they're going to be better to you and treat you better because they have the Mm -mm. priesthood. But Honestly, it's not, that's not the case. Like they're given a God complex. Yeah. Oh yes. 100%. And so it's like when you leave the church or you're in a situation where you're dating someone who isn't Mormon and they don't do all of those controlling behaviors, it's, it's refreshing. And then you're like, oh, I was, I was lied to. I was told that these guys were the bad ones. Yeah. But I was kind of swimming with the sharks there. Like when I was in the in the Mormon church, like I just didn't know it. They're they're very predatory, I feel like. Oh, yeah, you that is exactly right, Katie. They are exa- that's predatory. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's the frequently asked questions and so I know that you probably had those questions on your mind, so you're I welcome. totally did. You're welcome. Oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I, we're now that we're thoroughly pissed off. We yeah. <laughs> we can wrap up. Thank you for joining me, and thank all of you for listening. We love you, and we'll be back next week. Bye bye.